everything becomes a wonder at that point. When you put the frame of mindfulness over everything, it just, everything becomes magic almost. Welcome to the Adventures with Grammy podcast. I am your host, Carolyn Barry. This podcast is for grandparents on the go with their grandchildren and for parents who want to ensure loving relationships across the generations. I welcome your input and your feedback on every episode of the podcast we produce. Please send me an email at carolyn at adventureswithgrammy.com or connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at Grammy Adventure. Please follow or subscribe to my podcast. It's free so you won't miss an episode and ask your family and friends to do the same. You can subscribe to the monthly newsletter by visiting my website, adventureswithgrammy.com, and clicking the newsletter sign-up link. Please join me in welcoming to the podcast, Mark Brown, the author of a series of books that feature Zen Pig as the main character. Zen Pig teaches young readers the importance of gratitude, justice, empathy, compassion, and other soft skills that are important for people of all ages to embrace. Mark initially wrote the first book for his son, Noble. He wanted to ensure his son learned gratitude at an early age, not later in life as he had. And Noble's behavior and curiosity have inspired the remaining titles. Admittedly, mindfulness skills often prove challenging for adults to learn, but Mark says Zen Pig demonstrates mindfulness in a straightforward, easy-to-understand manner. Mark's vision is for families to enjoy the books and for teachers and school systems to incorporate mindfulness activities into the classroom setting on an ongoing basis. To make doing so easy for teachers, Mark and his team have created free lesson plans teachers can download. To learn more, check the show notes. Thank you, Mark, for joining us today. I know you wrote your first book for your son, but writing was not your profession. Please give us a bit of insight as to how the series began. I have to be completely honest about this. Like I accidentally wrote Zenpig. So long story short, before Zenpig, I was a writer and director for healthcare commercials. So anything healthcare related, you name it, catheters, everything, like I was doing commercials for it. And uh, I went to school for that, have a film degree, but you'll, you discover really quick that set life isn't very conducive to family life. The hours are crazy. You work all the time. Um, it's just, it's just, they don't really, they're not very compatible. And uh, when I had my son Noble, I knew that I had experienced a personal transformation through things like gratitude, mindfulness, compassion, self-forgiveness. And I knew that I wanted him to learn those way earlier. So I wrote Zenpig for Noble, my son. And it was a really rough on art paper. You know, those like pads that you get from Joann's and stuff. It's just art paper <laughs> on there. And he seemed to really identify with this character, Zenpig. Uh, he, he just liked it a lot. And so I took it to my mastermind group and I was like, hey, I wrote this thing. What do you guys think about it? And all of them had kids and they were like, okay, I want that for my kid. And we challenge you within 30 days to have this as a book book, like with a barcode on sale within 30 days. And so I had to do it. <laughs> you know, I had to, uh, to take up that challenge and I did it. 
And I couldn't believe it. I had no publishing experience or anything. And Google was my best friend. YouTube was my best friend. And uh, we just made it happen. And so that's how the initial book, Zen Pig, The Art of Gratitude came about. So completely by accident. That's really cool. When was your first book? Six or seven years ago. And now there's 12. So, I mean, it's been a a while. And if you would have asked me six or seven years ago, if there would be, you know, even more than one Zen Pig, I would have said, no, I mean, this is just like a little thing, but it's been wild. And to your second question, when I put that, because I was challenged to put a barcode on it and put it for sale, like I had no e-commerce experience or anything like that selling online. I, I'm an, I consider myself a creative and artist. Like that's just not my forte. Right. And, uh, I put it for sale and the first month without any advertising or anything like that, it did really well. I mean, for a children's book, the average children's book for listeners that don't know this, the average children's book sells 300 units. It's an entire lifetime like ever just because it's very saturated. Like there's a lot of children's books out there. So um, I had that data and I had the sales data. And so it was like, okay, there, people want this. And I know I want this for Noble, my son. So success leaves clues. And so I was just like, okay, people want this. And so I enjoy this. So let's just keep going. It seems as if your books were among the first to hit bookshelves that really helped children handle their emotions. Absolutely. Emotional intelligence. There's a massive deficit for emotional intelligence in terms of curriculum. And that's where ZenPig comes in. It's all about those evergreen values that teach children how to be emotionally sovereign, how to handle their emotions and how to leverage them for more success and be more productive and be happier and more joyful. So all of the Zinpig titles revolve around that. That's the gravitational well of the, of the brand itself. But as you mentioned, the first one is all about gratitude and, and it's life-changing power, which I discovered not till I was 24. So I really wanted my son to have that superpower before I did. Um, the second one, revolves around nature and our connectedness to it and how we can be marveled and amazed by it. I mean, when you look at the world in a mindful way, you really become awe inspired at how beautiful and complex and um, just how lucky we are to be a part of it. Um, And so, I mean, all of these topics, you know, gratitude, self-forgiveness, I mean, they all have their own titles and, and things love where you'll find love and how, you know, you have to generate love you know, you don't, your scorecard isn't how much love are you receiving? It's how much love are you giving? And as you give love, you get love. And, you know, all of these things aren't taught. And so um, ZenPig wants to, to pick up the baton and do that. And I love the book about the peaceful protest about equality and social justice and social values. Yes. I, I thank you for mentioning that title. It's been one of our more polarizing titles, but I, I, that holds a very special place in my heart because in Zinpig, the peaceful protest, it talks about how the world needs our caring hands. It needs our, our own self to stand up and speak for the people that don't have voices. You know, that's our responsibility is to take a look around, see who is, without a soapbox who is without a voice and stand up for them and say hey like they need representation they need help and we're here to listen to their needs not not and i'm speaking adult to adult here i would <laughs> this doesn't sound like this one's anything but um you know listen to what they actually need versus like mark brown tells them what they need and then 
I'm going to go try to do that. No, it's like, go into these communities, listen to what they need. They're the ones in the trenches in these situations and go represent them for what they need. Does that make sense? Yes. It's really helping children to learn that every voice is important in our society. Absolutely. Absolutely. I could not agree more. Of all that you've written, which one is your favorite? You know, I, it's, that's a tough question for me to answer always, but if I had to choose one, if I had to choose one, <laughs> I, would pro- I would probably say Zenpig, The Art of Gratitude, which is the first one, because I feel like it is a very well-rounded um, title in terms of what it teaches and what it exposes children to. And that's, and that's what these things are. These Zenpig are icebreakers for conversation with grandparents to their, their grandchildren, to parents with their children, to teachers with their students. I mean, these, these are exposing concepts to the children and starting these conversations that then can be leveraged into like tools, tactics, and strategies for them to live their life and their inner world these would be incredibly useful and beneficial in classrooms because so much of what a kindergarten child needs to learn are social skills. And so your books model those skills. Thank you so much for saying that. And I completely agree with you. My objective for Zenpig, and I'm not even talking about the titles that are for sale and things like that. Like if you go to turnkeyteacher.com, we own that. And that is a place where we create free resources for children and classroom and teachers because one, teachers are superheroes that are incredibly, the, the demand on their bandwidth is outrageous. I can't imagine it. And so one thing that is missing and absent in a lot of curriculum, I don't want to paint with a broad stroke, but in a lot of curriculum is SEL and PBIS. And I want to use any resource that I have to create these things for free for teachers to use in their classroom because they don't have time to create an entire other lesson plan about SEL, PBIS a lot of times. They have enough on their plate. And so if, if they go to turnkeyteacher.com, this all free, literally forever. And every, every time I communicate with a teacher, I say, what do you need for your classroom? And if they give me something that they can use, I go out, I have my team and I have it created because I can't, I literally cannot imagine the workload of a teacher. And (laughs) it baffles me. I come from a line of educators in my family um, and I, I see their spirit and I honor that spirit and I would love to help them in some way. Do you know what I mean? Oh yes. I'm a retired teacher. I know exactly what you're talking about now. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So (laughs) for the teachers in the audience who are listening, they're going to get what SEL and PBIS is. Can, for the rest of them, can you explain what that is and how your books help? Sure, absolutely. So social emotional learning, positive behavior, these things are baked into Zenpig, the books and the free teacher resources. Um, it's just things that are catalysts, as I said, conversations about those things. You know, ABCs and 123s are powerful concepts and very much needed, but so is how to regulate your emotions, to honor your emotions, how to make a mistake and understand in a very deep way and internalize that that's not only okay, it's natural, normal. It's a learning opportunity. It's how you're framing the world. You know, 
but if you if we're only academic and we don't know how to frame the world emotionally we're going to we're we're going to be in a position where we're in right now and i know that a lot of us can agree that the world is in a very interesting dynamic right now <laughs> you know what i mean like there's a lot of things that um you can see that we a lot of us and i'm talking about myself um we had to learn these concepts on our own and I know what a, what a change it's been in my life. And I know that using the compound effect, like if we get to kids earlier and we teach them not to be so, I, I don't, I don't know the right word. I want to be sensitive to it, but we just need to learn to operate our inner world as well. Does that make sense? It definitely makes sense. I, I saw this cartoon on Facebook the other day, and it talks about this parent says, I feed him, I clothe him, I provide a house, and my child wants to know what I've done for him lately. And I think it's a matter of children have so much right now. And, and I don't mean to criticize younger generations. But our country has gotten away from having children do chores because they're part of a family and that is a responsibility. Like when I was growing up, I had chores and I knew that because I was part of a family unit, I had to contribute. I don't see that as much in children nowadays. And so there's an element, an element of entitlement that I see with a lot of kids. And I think your books help ground children that one they are children so there are rules that we have to follow and there are things that we have to do to be a good citizen and that good citizenship starts inside our own homes absolutely i could not agree more and you 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 nailed it with the entitlement thing and i'm not again i'm not speaking down on anybody because i myself struggled with that as well and that was life-changing entitlement never ever will lead to a joy joyful person like that it just doesn't equate to joyful or a feeling of sovereignty um and so we have to get away from that and instead of thinking from a framing the world as i'm a consumer i'm going to consume as much as i can everything i can um you know like we have to switch it to how much can i give like what where can i help out where can i add value and taking the, because the world, and I'm not trying to create some like invisible enemy here. I'm just saying like the world is all about get the next best, better thing, or you are not going to be happy. Like that is the thesis out in the world. Well, we have to change that. We, and not to quote Zenpig or anything, but you know, when we recall all that we have, all that we have becomes enough. And I think we have to stop looking to the horizon all the time and take a look back and say, wow, I do have a roof over our head. Wow, I have clean water. Wow, I can open the refrigerator and there's food in there. Like those are wow things. And we have to change our brain to thinking like, well, that's just expected. Like that's just gonna be there. No, like that, that's amazing that we live in a time where that's a thing for, for most Americans. Do you know what I mean? So I, I just think we have to, to help our children frame the world in this way. I agree. When I, when I grew up, my father had been in the Air Force and he had been stationed 
in the Azores for a while. And I suppose looking back, what he saw was a lot of poverty because he said that he would watch adults literally yank children off of garbage pails and garbage heaps to be able to get the scraps of food to eat. And that translated into my father's admonition to us is clean your plates. Be grateful for this food. I worked hard. You have to eat this. So there was no, oh, I don't like peas or I don't like broccoli. <laughs> My mom and dad fixed right, it. Right, right. We better eat it <laughs> you know, and not complain right, about right. it. So I think, and I suppose one of the things that I'm grateful for now is that we do have a lot of technology and we do have our, our society is at a point where we can look at other cultures and see the differences in how we live. There was an article in the news this morning about an outbreak in India of a viral and a concurrent bacterial infection causing a lot of illness and a number of deaths, including more than 50 children. And the bottom line was these diseases exist because of lack of sanitation. So in other words, this country is so poor, this area of the country in India is so poor that people are dying because of lack of sanitation. And we have septic tanks and wastewater management in our system, in our cities, and we don't think about that. And I think kids need to be exposed to different cultures and get outside of their neighborhood so they can see how other people live. Yes, ma'am. I couldn't agree more. We, we, we have to allow our children to see outside of the bubble so that they understand like, oh, wow, we really do have so much to be grateful for. We really do. Through the internet, we have the capability of showing our children other cultures so that we can start to appreciate the fact that we have clean water, though there are areas in the United States that don't have clean water. So we can don't even have to look outside of the United States. There are places right here that are grappling with those same types of difficulties. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. We are tremendously fortunate. Uh, A lot of us are, and I'm, I'm grateful. We really have to look at what we have and be, and be thankful. And I absolutely I love that, that about your books. My life changed when I switched the scorecard for what's the next thing I have to have to, oh my gosh, like look at all this stuff that I am afforded, even the most simple things like that. It's amazing. One of the exercises that I do when I do like school visits or anything like that is um, I, and you can do this with your kids if you have some at home uh, audience. But what, what I do is I say, who's ever had a box of apple juice? And, you know, all the kids raise their hands and I say, okay, well, where was it before it was on your kitchen table this morning? Well, it was at the grocery store. Okay, well, where was it before there? Well, it was at the factory. Where was it before there? Well, it was at the apple orchard. Well, where was it before there? It was a seed in the ground. So all of these things, so seed to apple, to factory, to grocery store, to right there, it, when you see everything in that way, that this long line of events had to happen to get you that little box of apple juice, you can generate so much more gratitude 
with that framework. Does that, do you know what I mean? Oh yes, definitely. And, and, and like you, as a parent or grandparent or a teacher, you can do that with anything in a child's life. And it really puts it in perspective. Like, oh my gosh, like this, the, the apple juice fairy didn't just come wave its wand and it was on my table. No, like it took probably 30 people in perfect unison to orchestrate to you to have this box of apple juice. <laughs> it's, it's everything becomes a wonder at that point. When you put the frame of mindfulness over everything, it just, everything becomes magic almost. You have a new release about Zen pig celebrating grandparents. So can you tell us about this? It's all about grandparents and grandparents day. And um, in Zen pig universe, it's uh, elders day. And it's all about uh, the town and Zinpig put on a play for the grandparents to show them how much they appreciate them and, and to kind of mirror how they are in their life. You know, they're, they're tremendous guides, they're loving. Even if it, there's, there's one stanza in, in the book about, you know, some, some children have grandparents that have already passed and how that doesn't mean that the grandparent is, is absent. You know, the love is still there, the guidance is still there. Um, so we really wanted to, really honor grandparents with this title um, because they are there. I mean, they are a pillar of the family. Um, and so, you know, I, I don't think they get enough credit <laughs> in, in traditional uh, media. So we, we really wanted to, to do that with this title and um, we're really excited. About it. I, I really enjoy it. And, and not just from like the, <laughs> I wrote a thing. It's just like, I, I think it's great to, to show appreciation where it's due, you know? Is there any chance you could read from that book? Very excited. Thank you for asking that. That's so cool. Okay. Zen Pig, book 12, Celebrating Grandparents. On a perfect fall evening, grandparents from all around came to see a presentation held at the town's fairground. Zen Pig and his friends were putting on a play named Grandparents Are Magic for Elder's Day. The stage was all set, there was a hush in the crowd. Then the curtain was lifted and Zen Pig began with the bow. A warm welcome to each of you. The show you're about to see is our way of honoring you, the root of our family tree. Grandparents are wells of wisdom that we know will never run dry. Countless lessons learned from life and experiences they have tried. Grandparents keep the family anchored in tradition and history. Without our elders in our lives, our past would be a mystery. Grandparents are fantastic guides that can lead us on our way through life's winding adventure and make sure we don't go astray. The elders of our family always know just what to say to remind us of our potential and follow our dreams without delay. Our elders also teach us the joy of slowing down. Each moment has so much to give if we take a breath and look around. When it comes to affection, hugs and kisses too, grandparents are the best at giving it to you. Although some grandparents may be looking down from above, they still light our path for us and fill our hearts with their love. Because of all this, it becomes easy to see why grandparents get the title G-R-A-N-D. As the curtain began to drop, Zenpig gave a closing bow, applause and thanks erupted. 
from the loving grandparent crowd. The end. Oh, that is so incredibly sweet, Mark. That is really, really sweet. Thank you for reading that to our listeners, most of whom are grandparents. Oh, thank you for that opportunity. That was amazing. Thank you so much for that opportunity. Thank you. Well, I hope this inspires the grandparents and the other listeners to look at your books. I, I just, I, well, I love watercolors. And again, the simplicity of the books are just incredible. Tell us about your new venture. You told me that when you sent me this one file that it wasn't even released yet. The animated read along. Tell, tell us about that. And when will that be available? Yes, ma'am. I plan on launching those this week. And what we're talking about here is a, I don't know if anybody's ever seen Reading Rainbow, but um, in, in the show Reading Rainbow, the children's book is uh, narrated and the animate and the illustrations are slightly animated. And so we've got the first three books done and we are so incredibly excited about it. I think they're very powerful. I think the animator did a fantastic job. Um, to see the work come to life like that was amazing. So um, I will be putting that out. If you, if you follow Zenpig on Instagram or Facebook or anything, you will see these within the next coming week. And uh, we're also going to put them on YouTube. If you look for Zenpig book on um, YouTube, you'll see them there as well. But I, I think they're very sweet. I think they'd be perfect to put on right before bed and see this sweet little pig share his life lessons. Yeah, those are cute. I looked at one of them. Well, it wasn't the animated one, but I looked at it on YouTube. Someone was reading it and it, it's really sweet. I'd like to go back to this turnkeyteacher.com. I just logged on and signed up and you have a wealth of resources for teachers out there. That is amazing. Thank you so much. And I want to add so much more. I really do. And, you know, I, if you, if anybody's listening and they are a teacher or know a teacher, if you email me at markbrown at zinpigbook.com and you say, Hey, you know what my class really needs? I will use every resource I have to create it. I, as, as, as on turnkeyteacher.com, you will see that there is not one thing that there's nothing for sale on that website at all. It is not for money. It is because I genuinely want to help teachers in America get these values instilled in their children. And th these are things that will literally echo through generations. And so if you have an idea, I'm receptive to it. I'm not a teacher. I'm not in the trenches. So I, I mean, I am owning the fact that how ignorant I am to what is needed in the classroom. But anytime a teacher has come to me and said they need something, I promise you we've made it and we put it on that website for you to have. And so I'm going to continue doing that as long as I can. And, and so please let me know if you have an idea, anybody out there. Well, that's very generous of you. And the resources are just incredible. I mean, it's, it, they're very nice. I, what I was going to say is one thing that I love, I'm big on setting intentions. And so one of, one of the resources in, in there that I'm most proud of and, and I believe is the most powerful is Zinpig has a pledge of intentions. And my dream is to have this pledge of intentions recited right after the Pledge of Allegiance in America. And I think if we set the intention for the day, I know that once I did this in my life, my life changed dramatically. And I think we need to normalize this for kids. And so Zinpig has this pledge of intentions. Is it okay if I read this really quickly? It's very short. Oh, yes, absolutely. Okay, 
Perfect. So Zinpig has a pledge of intentions and it's read in the same cadence as the Pledge of Allegiance so children don't have to get. Um, but this is a classroom poster. It comes in two sizes. But every day I would love for a class to read this together in unison. I pledge to become the best version of me which cares for myself and for others. I know that my worth comes from within and each day I commit to be kind to myself generous with others and grateful for all that I have. Thank you so much. But we have to, I mean, children are no different than adults. Adults, me, I'm talking about myself hundred percent. I have every day when I set my intentions, I am reminding myself what my principles are, where my targets are, what are my goals? How am I going to live my life? And if we don't do that for kids, that's, I just feel like it's such a disservice. And so I, that's my dream is to have this pledge of intentions read every morning with the same diligence as the Pledge of Allegiance. I would go a step further and recommend that parents read this to their children because parents need that type of affirmation as much as their children do. And yes, ma'am, I, I do. I know that I do. And I, and I do it every single morning. I, I have to, or I quickly, and I'm admitting this, if I don't do that, it's, I'll look back after a week or two and be like, wow, how did I get all the way over here in terms of perspective and mindset? You know what I mean? And so if I do this every day, I'm on track. I'm staying within the rails that produce a more productive, happy, joyful, successful life. There are lots of, I mean, I'm on Facebook quite a bit, so I see a whole lot of things come across, but there are a lot of posts about this very same thing, about this mindfulness for adults, about setting intentions for the day, about reminding yourself to be grateful. And like you said, if adults are doing this, we also need to remember our children and our grandchildren and help them learn to do this. It's more effective if we're modeling the behavior with our children. So if yes. we as a family do it together, I think it's more a more powerful tool for our children because it's not just something that parents are saying to do. It's something that children see their parents doing as well. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Could not agree more. I, I am just so impressed. I, I'm, I'm reading what's in here and I'm just blown away by your, your thoughtfulness Thanks. and your generosity and your intention of helping to raise a kinder, more thoughtful generation of children. Yes, ma'am. I'm, I'm, I'm so passionate about that. And that only comes from me looking back on my own life, knowing how rocky and tumultuous it was before I began my own personal transformation at 24. And so I want that so badly for my son before that and all of the children of America and, and beyond. But it, and if you're a teacher, there's sing-alongs in there. If you want to instill that that way, like, I mean, anything, I'm so open and receptive to creating with my team for That's all of cool. you. So tell me about the relationship with your grandparents when you were growing up. You know, I, it's, for the Zenpei grandparents title, I had to do research. I, I, and I'm not saying this in like a poor pitiful me way. I, I just didn't have a relationship with my grandparents 
two of them were out of the state and you know um i came from a very poor upbringing so travel wasn't a, a thing really um but um and and the others passed away before i was born so i i didn't really have that and so i i really truly had to go interview uh adults and kids about how, what is this what is it like tell me about the feelings and tell me about what they mean to you tell me what what uh principles are they instilling you know and and the 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 reception was was pretty overwhelming in terms of how powerful it has and that's when you were talking about your grandchildren i was like wow like that's just amazing what a blessing to have that for them do you know what i mean like it, that is a gift that is priceless and so um i unfortunately didn't have that but that's okay that's just part of my journey but um i've, I've been blown away by what grandparents are in terms of family dynamic do you know what i mean I think there is a much greater appreciation and, and you talk about intentionality. There is more intention placed on my generation of helping our grandchildren appreciate us and being involved with children and just making that just like this pre pledge of intentions. My generation seems to be focused on intention of spending time with our grandchildren and making sure we pass down the values that we grew up with. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's so a two-way street. You know, there are some grandparents who aren't involved and I think the majority of us are involved. And I think that's a wonderful testament to the power of being grandparents. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's like I said earlier, it is, it is very clear to me that grandparents are pillars for the family. You know, they are, they are load bearing pillars for the family. And so I really, when I wrote that book, I really wanted to, to honor that. On behalf of all of my fellow grandparents, thank you very much. <laughs> of course, of course. How people can find your books and get a hold of you if they would like to give you suggestions. If you're interested in the books at all, zenpigbook.com will take you to the Puppy Dogs and Ice Cream page with all of the titles on there. Um, if you want the titles, if you want any of these free resources, and I mean free, not one thing for sale on the page, go to turnkeyteacher.com. Even if you're not a teacher, if you're a grandparent, if you're a homeschooling parent, it doesn't matter. The only reason we ask for your email on that website is so when we put a new resource, we can say, hey, we added a new resource. That's it. And so go to turnkeyteacher.com. You'll see a plethora of resources that we are constantly trying to add to all the time. Um, on Instagram, ZenPigBook. On Facebook, facebook.com, ZenPigBook. And if you want to reach out to me directly, Mark Brown at zenpigbook.com. Um, oftentimes it takes me a few days to get back to an email. It's, 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 it's a healthy email. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I respond. And if you have a suggestion for me for those resources, I assure you, I will do everything in my power to create them and deploy them so that you can have it. Before we say goodbye, I want to give you the opportunity to tell our listeners Anything you would like for them to know that we haven't already talked about? What words of wisdom do you want to share? What message do you want to leave with them? 
Sure. I'd like to say, first and foremost, I, I would love all of us to really acknowledge what an amazing time that we live in. I, I know that there is chaos. I know that there is uncertainty. But if we zoom out, when in doubt, zoom out. Zoom out and if you look at our lives now in 2021, you, you will find some peace. You will find some marvel. You will find some amazement. You will find some wonder because we are so incredibly fortunate for the time that we live in. Um, so I, I want to instill that in everybody. And that's something I remind myself as well. It's not as if I'd set it and forget it. It's an everyday thing. Um, and I would encourage everybody to practice what you want to see in your children. If you want your child to be more self-forgiving, be self-forgiving to yourself. If you make a mistake, don't, don't cuss and criticize yourself in front of your kids. Show them what self-love looks like. Show them what self-forgiveness looks like. Show them what gratitude looks like. You know, this is a practice for all of us, not just our children, you know? So I, I think those are the two most important things I could say. Well, that goes back to modeling the behavior that you want to see in your children. They're not going to do Absolutely. it if they don't see it in you. Absolutely. Well, Mark, I really appreciate that you reached out to me and asked if I would enjoy your being a guest on the podcast. And I can sincerely tell you that I love the fact that you're on this podcast and sharing your wisdom and sharing Zen Pig with us. Now, one, one quick little thing before I say goodbye. I noticed in one of your interviews as I was looking and researching you that you actually had a Zen Pig on set. Do you sell those? Do you have others that are for sale or is that a, a one a one only? I love that you asked that. That's amazing. Thank you so much for asking that. We had a limited run of 2,500. Um, they're like crochets and pigs. Oh, okay. And we, yet we sold out of them. They were handmade. I love them. I can assure you that we are attempting to secure a contract to make more because that is our number one requested thing. And I want to honor that so much. And so I can assure you and the audience, if you get into Zenpig, uh, we are working very hard to get these Zenpig plushes back, back and available. I hope you have enjoyed today's episode of the Adventures with Grammy podcast. You will find the links to our guests and the topics we discussed in this episode's show notes. If you would like to be a guest, or if you know someone who would be an awesome guest, please connect with me at carolyn at adventureswithgrammy.com.